Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And my topic today is one that I've touched on a bit before. I will touch on a bit in the future. And I don't mind repeating it because I think it applies. It applies very often, though not always. In our society, we have a bunch of snarky people. Sometimes I am one of those snarky people. One of the things some of these snarky people like to talk about is participation trophies. Congratulations. Here is your participation trophy. You tried. You failed. Here's your participation trophy. The important thing is, though, you tried. If you didn't try, you wouldn't have gotten the participation trophy. But you did try. So here's the participation trophy. You gave it all that you possibly could. You extended to the fullest extent. You tried. You gave it your best. Here's your participation trophy. I have a friend, an online friend. I guess that counts as a friend, doesn't it? Even though you've never met the person, but you deal with and tolerate and laugh at each other online. That qualifies as a friend, right? Yeah, why not? Um, She runs a Mets-Yankees podcast. She's a Yankees fan. He's a Mets fan. Um, I'm afraid... I'm for, last week, I called in with a Yankees question. And Emily, who's the Yankees fan, got a hoot out of it. Got a hoot out of it. And the, the, the Mets fan was kind of a little bit upset because I completely left him out of it. He, he's not my friend, you know? And nothing against the guy. I just don't know him. Don't know him. Uh, so this week, I wanted to play um, peaceable, make things even. I wanted to call into the podcast with a more Mets-centric question. So I've been watching the entire week. What's something I can ask that would... It's ugly. With the Mets, it's ugly. What? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, the Mets looked in really good shape. Then they started pissing away a couple of games they probably should have won. Then they started having a couple more injuries. And Javier Baez went on the injured list. Now they're out playing the Dodgers and the uh, Dodgers and the Giants, and they come home and play the Dodgers and the Giants. What do I even call in to a Yankee to a Mets fan and say? What do I even call in to a Mets fan to say? I apologize. I'm sorry that we're going to have Pete Crow Armstrong for the next rest of his career. And you guys have Javier Baez. And what do I even do? How do I even bridge that gap? The Mets gambled. The Mets gambled. They saw this as a good year for them to win their division. If they made it to the division series, 
they thought they would have a decent chance at parlaying it into success. About three days after the trade, oh, DeGrom is probably like done for the season. Well, I guess we're probably not going to do anything then. They're, they're just broken. The Mets are absolutely broken. Javier Baez isn't helping them at all now. Uh, he's injured. He's not playing. Their shortstop situation is just as bad as it was before. The Mets get a participation trophy. Here you go, sire. There is your participation trophy. You were aggressive up to the trade deadline. Congratulations. That was a stupid idea. Seriously, it was a stupid idea. Javier Baez was not going to save that team. Let's take out all the everything else. Take out all the everything else. Let's act like Javier Baez is playing. Okay, Javier Baez is playing. Da-da-da, they're going along. They're fine. Baez is playing. Uh... Playing shortstop now, moves over to second when Lindor comes back. So, okay, let's say they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. They win the division by six games. Now they get to go and play the Brewers. Who's going to win that series? Really, who's going to win that series? The Mets misassessed where they were. The Mets thought... They were better than they were, which is a bad place to be. That's a very bad place to be because now what you end up doing is you're thinking, hey, we're a good team. If we make this trade, we'll win the division. And if we win the division, we get in. Hey, if you get in, anything can happen because after all, we have Jacob. De- well, we have. Marcus Stroman's OK. Really, the Mets are not that good of a team. They are broken. They aggressively traded up to the trade deadline and the Cubs absconded with Pete Crow Armstrong. Now, that's not to say Pete Crow Armstrong is going to be a 12 wins above type of player in the major leagues. I don't know what he's going to be. There's a lot of things he's good at. He's coming off an injury. Uh, he'll probably not hit major league pitching as well as he hits low A pitching. Duh, Captain Obvious. But, um, whatever Pete Crow Armstrong does, fourth outfielder, fifth outfielder, second outfielder, borderline all-star, all-star, depending upon what he, who, whatever. What did the Cubs give up? They gave up two and a half months of Javier Baez. In a season when, frankly, if I'm taking the weather temperature, if I'm taking the temperature on what happened, Jed Hoyer, after the trade deadline, by trading nine guys that were fairly good, Jed Hoyer did not want to win after the trade deadline. He wanted to have a 27% win team. That's what he wanted. I'm looking at the numbers. I started my list. Let's see. Uh, Friday. Friday. We could go Friday. We could go Friday. The Cubs were at a winning percentage of 468. 468. Now they're down to 430. 
038 per thousandths in 10 days. Kyle Hendricks pitches tomorrow. They might win. They might win with Kyle Hendricks. You, you don't know. But he's, you know, capable of going six or seven innings. If he goes six or seven innings, you know, turned uh, Manny Rodriguez in the eighth, Rowan Wick in the ninth, whatever. They, they might be able to pull that off. They might be able to do that. It might be possible. But if they don't, then on Wednesday, it's either going to be Corey Abbott or bullpen day. The Mets fought to the trade deadline and beyond. Congratulations. It's really nice. It's really noble. It's really valiant that you pushed all the way through, pushed a bunch of chips in, and gave away one of your best prospects for one shot at a division title. But they're not going to get. And even if they do get it, even if they do somehow manage to get it because the Phillies and the Braves both fall apart worse than they do. Could happen. None of the three teams are all that good. None of those three teams could beat the Brewers, I don't think. Brewers have three very solid starting pitchers. First two games will be in Milwaukee. Milwaukee should be in really nice shape after those two games. We'll have to see because you have to play the games on the field. But that, that, that's not the question. The Mets made an aggressive trade. Looks like it backfired. The Padres made an aggressive trade for Blake Snell. Looks like it backfired. The Padres made an aggressive trade for you, Darvish. You can like the trade or you can not like the trade. You can like the trade from the Cubs' perspective or not. But it didn't help the Padres. It's not helping the Padres right now. The Padres got spanked by uh, Colorado tonight. They led. Padres trailed 5-2 to two to the ninth. Three-run homer. Tied the game in the top of the ninth. Woohoo! We're going next rings. Home run bottom of the ninth. Padres lose. Padres are not winning. Padres are not doing well. The ship... Well, no, it's not a ship. It's a little tiny leaky boat. The, the boat is taking on water. The Padres are not in good shape. Now, they might make the playoffs, but whenever I look at the Padres box score these days, whenever I look, Weathers is pitching? Snell? Whoever it is they're going with, it's like, yeah, they're going with him? Well, at least on Wednesday it won't be a problem because they're going with Jake Arrieta. Congratulations on your participation trophy Aggressive trades work if the player that's expected to do really well does really well and guides the team to regular season, then potential postseason success. But if the player gets traded for long-term pieces and is horrible, it doesn't help the team at all. Participation trophies in baseball don't matter. Winning the offseason doesn't matter. What matters is having a well-run organization kicking out talent a bunch of the time. One of the guys, one of the guys that everyone expected, I expected, I'll be completely honest, I expected by now 
if the Padres had any sort of, um, any sort of problem, any sort of problem, by now they would have called up Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore is, was their super pitching prospect stud that can't miss. I'm a big Mackenzie Gore fan from back a while ago. But this year he's having a bad season. He's just having a bad season. He was supposed to get called up this year. He's not going to get called up this year. He got sent back to the compound because he wasn't pitching any better than any of the other guys. He was broken just like everybody else was. So now the Padres are bringing in Jake Arrieta because they have no pitchers. They they can't call up uh, Mackenzie Gore because he can't help them any. The Padres are broken. All the participation trophies. Then you get the Dodgers, who should be good. The Dodgers really should be good. They're having a heck of a time catching up to the Giants. They signed Cole Hamels. What was it? A million dollars plus 500000 per start or some, something, something like that. Comes out, makes one start, he's done for the year. So one million dollars, one start, he's done. Um, with the finances the way Major League Baseball is, is probably a good gamble, but uh, doesn't look like it worked. Things in baseball work if they pan out. And if they don't pan out, they look really ugly. Now, does that mean that the players that the Cubs got in the U Darvish trade will work out wonderfully? It does not mean that. Does that mean that the players got in the Chris Bryant and the U Darvish and the um, Craig Kimbrell and the Javier Baez and the Anthony Rizzo trade, does it mean that those players will work out wonderfully? It does not mean that. The Cubs will do well if their prospects do well. If the Cubs' prospects do not do well, the Cubs will struggle until their prospects do well, at which point they will be good again. Kind of like, hmm, 2014, 2015, 2016. Participation trophies in baseball don't exist. You either win or you don't. A trade that looks fantastic on the face of it when the pitcher all of a sudden can't pitch, when he's done, when he's done. Hugh Darvish is on the injured list now. When he gets back, how long is it going to take for him to fire up? The Padres are to the point where they traded for you, or where they signed Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta was an improvement over what they had. Jake Arietta was an improvement over what they had. I really want to call into the Mets guy tomorrow on the podcast because I, I feel I owe him a question. But what can I even talk to a Mets fan about now? What can I even talk about? Their team is broken worse than the Padres. And they had this year, they had the chance because all the other teams had holes and the other teams had problems. And the Mets had a lead and the Mets were in good shape and they had some pitching. 
They had this, and they had that, and then they traded for Javier Baez, and then yeah, everything breaks. I'd like to call in and say something nice to the to the Mets fan. I really would. You know, I ask him a funny question. The uh, the Yankees fan. I asked Emily. So who gets the uh, first monument for the Yankees? Hoy Park or Andrew Velazquez? Two very obscure guys from their team this year. She got a kick out of it. But the guy who's the Mets fan, it's like, mm, you completely ignored me. Um, I don't know. What, what does one even talk to about? Because I don't want to be a dick. I don't want to be, we have Pete Crow Armstrong for six years plus, and you have Javier Baez for until you guys decide you don't want him anymore. Baseball fans like to look at things very short term. I will say that again. Baseball fans like to look at things very short term. For instance, someone was commenting, oh, did you see where Chris Bryant hit two home runs? No, nice trade, Cubs. Well, yeah, actually it was a really nice trade because Chris Bryant was going to be leaving at the end of the year anyway. And this way the Cubs got two players that are somewhat near major leagues already. And if they had waited for a draft pick, if they would have gotten one, it would have been a guy who probably wasn't as good as either one of them. So it was a good trade, yeah. But if you're just looking at it for right now, the Cubs are terrible right now. That was the plan. There are a whole lot of people who are completely misreading what the plan was. The plan back in the day, the plan back in the day for the Cubs, let's roll it back. Roll it back. We're late 2011, early 2012. Take your pick. Late 2011, early 2012. The Cubs let go of Ramos Ramirez to get a draft pick. The draft pick would be a player that would eventually play in the major leagues. In fact, play in the major leagues for the Cubs. Uh, they also let go of Carlos Pina, which was no huge surprise. Let's see, what'd they do? What'd they do? They traded Andrew Kashner for Anthony Rizzo. Fairly good trade. They traded Sean Marshall, who was about to be done because he'd been kind of aggressively used by the Cubs before. Traded Sean Marshall and picked up Travis Wood. That was a kind of a good trade. Of course, the Ian Stewart trade didn't work out very well. Um, but most of the trades the Cubs were making then were, at the very start, most of the trades the Cubs were making were Trade a player people have heard of for a guy who's going to be playing in the major leagues very soon. Pick up Travis Wood. Plug him in. Uh, trade for Anthony Rizzo. He was in, in the majors in 2012. Now, very shortly after he was acquired, he was called up to the major leagues again. That's what the trades were back then. Now, what are the trades? They're different. They're different. And people are saying, but but he said it was going to be different this time. It wasn't going to be like last time. It isn't like last time. Last time there was an intent to have a team on the field that was going to win. 
this year? No, nah, not really. Hey, we've got Ryan Meisinger. Let's use him. We have Jake Jewell. Let's use him. But they're terrible, says the fan. Well, maybe yeah, maybe no. But we're still going to use them. We're still going to use them because they are major league quality. We can plug them in. Eventually, they'll get out. And if something happens with them, well, that's a darn shame. But that's what they were around for. There are no participation trophies in baseball. There are only plans. Does the plan work or does the plan not work? The Mets had a plan. Let's make aggressive moves. Let's trade. Let's trade Pete Crow Armstrong for Javier Baez. That doesn't look like it worked at all. Not even close. Nowhere near. But at least the Mets get participation trophy because they tried through the end of the season. Cubs, no, nah, we don't have a team. We're going to trade everybody, and we're going to have a team that's going to win 27% of the games the rest of the season. That's why I see what's happening. As I look at, look at this board, my, uh, Friday night, a week ago Friday, week and a half ago Friday when I started this list, it was Tigers 11, Cubs 10, Nationals 9, Rockies 8, Royals 7, Marlins 6. Right now the Cubs are 8. The Cubs are 8. The Marlins are .001 in front. Uh, behind. .001 behind. And then uh, the... Nationals are point zero zero nine in front. There, there's really not, there's really not a whole lot of difference. The Cubs are doing exactly what was expected. They're not going to get a participation trophy. They're not going to get a participation trophy because it doesn't look like they tried. Jed Hoyer did exactly what he wanted to. This team is exactly what he had planned on. If it wasn't going to work, he was going to disassemble everything and watch it fall apart. And guess what? Ta-da! That's what you got. Justin Steele goes for really strong innings, struggles a bit against a good offensive squad in a hitter's paradise of a ballpark. And the bullpen gave up eight runs in an inning. Cubs lose. That's going to happen. The Cubs bullpen is basically built for having one eight-run inning against it every couple nights. Because their bullpen is not very good. That is the plan. That was the plan. Other teams, the Padres, the Mets, whichever other team you want to include. We haven't seen the playoffs play out yet. But you got your own team in mind. Well, what about the, what about the, what about participation trophies? Unless a team actually does well. Unless a team fights through to the, oh, I don't know, League Championship Series, maybe the World Series. It's basically participation trophies. The Cubs realized they didn't have a squad that was going to win. Jed Hoyer saw what his team was. In December 
in January, in March. He was very fortunate to get guys like Rafael Ortega, Patrick Wisdom, who have had very good years, very good seasons. Patrick Wisdom might be top three rookie of the year. Shouldn't get the shouldn't get first, but you know, top three, yeah, I could definitely see that. And then you get Frank Schwindel might stick around next year. Ortega might stick around next year. But a bunch of the guys in the bullpen brought him in, looked at him, checked him out, saw what there was. Eh, no thanks. Go ahead. Because that was the plan. Teams that fought through, did well at the trade deadline. Oh, they got a guy I really like. They really improved their team. They really... Maybe the Yankees will be good enough to make it to the, oh, I don't know, LCS. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. And if they do, then acquiring Anthony Rizzo was probably a very good trade. But if the Yankees only make it to the wild card round and get eliminated in the wild card round, it's not a very good trade. At least not if you're going to ask Yankees fans. You know, Yankees fans dig. Anthony Rizzo. Everyone digs Anthony Rizzo. But if you're giving up a whole lot of quality, a whole lot of potential future quality for a guy, and the guy doesn't get the team as far as you wanted, it's a participation trophy. Jed Hoyer realized people aren't giving scads in prospects for players anymore. They're just not. You're not getting the Gleyber Torres plus Billy McKinney plus other guys for Veraldis Chapman anymore. You're not getting Eloy Jimenez plus Dylan Cease plus other guys for Jose Quintana. You're not getting that anymore. That doesn't happen. So, since you're not getting the one major trade anymore, there's two options. The two options are, well, I traded the one or two guys that were, you know, logical and, you know, we still have a good team down the stretch and, you know, we tried. We we ought to get a participation trophy for what we did toward the deadline because we traded a guy. We traded away two guys even. Jed Hoyer, nope. I'm going to disassemble everything. Trade everyone, get the best I possibly can for everyone, and then once the dust clears, the team will be wretched. The team will be wretched because that was the entire plan. Trade everyone that anyone could possibly want. Have your rotation be, <laughs> you know, Zach Davies is your third. The plan is exactly going to form. This is exactly what was expected. And some people will say, well, no, that's not a plan. No, that actually, actually, that is a plan. That is a plan. It's not a popular plan. And I've heard a number of people on Facebook, on Twitter, I'm going to cancel my season tickets. I'm not going to get Cubs tickets next year. I'm a longtime season ticket holder. I'm not renewing. I'm not getting season tickets next year. 
So that's going to make Tom Ricketts really upset, isn't it? Just, you know, shaking in his boots, quaking in his boots, just all sorrowful and mournful. No, really not. Really not. What, what that's going to get Tom Ricketts to do is say, well, since, since we're going to lose money in season ticket holder cancellations, what that means is I'm going to spend less money. I'm going to spend less money on payroll, and I'm going to give Jed Hoyer a lower number this offseason than I was going to before because we don't have people showing up. We don't have people showing up. You're not going to get to spend much money in free agency. That's what I do. It's what I do if I counted, um, if I assessed my um, p- p- payroll for the next year on expected uh, ticket sales. Might be having a lockout. Might be having a strike. People are already threatening to stop showing up at the games. Well, I guess, uh, let me see. Frank Schwindel can be the first baseman or the DH. Uh, Patrick Wisdom can play third. Rafael Ortega can play center field. Against right-handers, at least. Bring in a right-handed center fielder guy to uh, play against lefties. uh, Greg Deitman can play right field a bunch. Don't have to be competitive. The Cubs don't have to be competitive. There is no law or statute anywhere that says the Cubs have to be competitive. Now, would it be better if they were? Yeah, it would. But they don't have to be. There is no law. There is no statute. They are not violating any law or statute if they have another bad team next year. And either way... I'm planning on following the minor leagues anyway, which, whether there's a lockout or a strike, they'll still play. Unless Delta variant. Um, maybe I can call in about Delta variant to the Mets fan. That wouldn't be anything that would be evil and mean and rude. Maybe I could talk about Delta variant. Participation trophies or winning the World Series in the offseason in baseball doesn't happen. I did not see the Giants as being this good. Watching Giants games progressing online, I still don't see how the Giants are this good. Their bullpen, not that good. Their offense, not that good. All they do is win games. Nobody was saying the Giants won the offseason during the offseason. The Giants have had a very good season. They could lose in the postseason. They could lose to the wild card team. Especially if the wild card team's the Dodgers. But uh in baseball, it used to be the plan was give it your all, give it your best. Make all the trades at the deadline. Try to do as best as you possibly can, and eventually it'll pay off. Well, anymore that doesn't work. Anymore that doesn't work because Major League Baseball punishes teams that do well and rewards teams that do poorly. When you reward teams that do poorly and teams realize, hey, I can disassemble this team 
and trade all the good players away, be absolutely god-awful down the stretch, and get a whole lot more money to spend on signing bonuses? It gets really tempting. And once somebody has seen Jed Hoyer do it, who's to stop somebody else from doing it next year? Do you think it bothers owners when teams do what the Cubs are doing? No, seriously. Do you think it bothers the Phillies to see the Cubs? I don't care. Don't care. Do you think that bothers the Phillies? Do you think it bothers the Royals when the Dodgers spend a whole bunch of money and spend a whole bunch of more money and then end up, oh, wow, we ended up spending a whole bunch of money on Trevor Bauer and now he's not even going to be able to play for us and he's probably going to get suspended all this kind of stuff, all that kind of stuff. Then they go out and sign Cole Hamels for a million a start, and he only gets in one start. Actually, the Royals are probably more upset by that than the Cubs tanking, or whatever term you want to use. The Cubs have disassembled. The Mets fought through the deadline as hard as they could. Neither one of them is going to do a damn in October. And come next June, next July, nobody's going to care. Nobody's really much going to care. What What place did the Mets end up in? I don't know. The third? Second? Third? I can't remember. What place did the Cubs get? Ten years from now, what, what place did the Cubs come in in 2022? I don't know. They, 2021? I don't know. They, they, they were in first place for a while, but then they fell apart. Were they like... Third or fourth place, maybe fifth place, I don't know. Nobody knows, nobody cares. Participation trophies for, wow, you guys really fought through to the trade deadline and beyond. Don't matter, they don't matter. A plan, a choice, a decision either works or it doesn't. It works or it doesn't. Trading for Javier Baez by the Mets did not work. Hey, it might have looked real good at the time. Might have looked real good at the time. But about seven or eight days later, it looked really a whole lot worse. Assess trades consistently. I wish I had a good question to call into the Mets fan. Because I want to be nice to them. I want to be nice to the podcast. But really, right now, what can you say nice to a Mets fan? Their season's done. They invested aggressively. They have nothing. They have nothing except a bunch of broken pitchers, some broken hitters, and a whole bunch of off-season questions about, well, how are we going to go on from here? They're not going to bring back Javier Baez. They don't want him. When a team decides down the stretch right before the trade deadline, what is the best option for us for this year? The question is not what will get us to 87 wins, what will get us to 91 wins. The question should be more along the lines of, are we a good enough team to realistically make a difference and challenge for the title? If yes, 
Go for it. Make some moves. But if you're wrong, it's going to look really ugly. And it might look really ugly really quickly. And that's what happened with the Mets. That's what that's what's starting to starting to happen with the Padres. They're like a um fish out on the beach, you know, just starting to track flies and stuff. It, it, they're just not in good shape. The off season, the trade deadline, they're different from the postseason. The Cubs actions this August and September are not going to be popular with the fans. They are not. The Cubs are not doing what they did in 2012 and 2013 and 2014. They are turbocharging what they did in 2012, 2013, and 2014, being absolutely unwatchable right now. To become a lot better positioned in the 2022 draft. And the 2022 draft is a draft you might want your team well positioned in. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great night. And maybe Kyle Hendricks will pitch well tomorrow.